Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. They were sharper, um, obviously, than we were. As you mentioned, we had chances. They were sharper, and, and we need uh, to look in the mirror on that. I know we will, um, but uh, we, we generated looks that uh, you know could have been converted probably with a little bit more. And, um, you know, obviously that is not good enough. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, you talk about the, the night being – Black Post was the 1,000th game. Uh, I know our group. I know they'll be ex- extremely disappointed and down as a result, uh, and they will look in the mirror. They are on the ice once again, that group, and they are significantly shorthanded um, compared to a day ago. Welcome into Sabres Live. On the heels of a loss to the Boston Bruins, it is hard to believe, but then maybe not hard to believe, the actual numbers in this head-to-head series. The Bruins have won 18 of the last 20 head-to-head games, and um, it it most definitely felt that way after a rough first period for the Sabres last night, Marty. They the uh, unfortunate um, pattern that has happened on home ice this year is that all five losses have looked almost identical and they have not figured out a way to get things turned around in their favor early enough in games on home ice. I will suggest that this one lost very identical to the one in Pittsburgh on Saturday night, despite the fact that, you know, the Sabres got a couple of goals. It was hey, you look at the numbers. They look decent. Shot attempts are close enough. High danger chances are close enough. Uh, puck possession was actually in Sabre's favor. Um, so you, you're putting it all together and you're saying, okay, it's close enough, but close enough is not good enough right now because there was a big, big difference in how Pittsburgh played and how Boston played and how Buffalo played. And it is come back to what Don Granado talked about yesterday pace, go, speed, execution, like all of it. Every time Boston had the puck on their stick, it was gone. Boom, boom. It was gone in a second, in a flash. They knew where they were. They knew what play they were executing. Boom, it was in a flash. And with Buffalo, it's two, three strides, hang on to the puck. Two, three strides, hang on to the puck. Let's make a pass. Oh, we made a pass. Now it's two, three strides, hang on to the puck. There's no 
speed in the game right now. And unfortunately, it is it is making things look worse because when you watch and you're like, okay, where are the glorious scoring chances? Where are the on-man rushes? Where are the, 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 the looks that you know you can generate? And they're not there. So the numbers they're, at they're, the end of the night are like, whatever, shot attempts and high danger chances. But it's, it's the look of it all that is very troublesome. There couldn't have been any odd man rushes last night, right? Um, you know what? Funny enough, when you look at the numbers, it was going to say that the Sabres, I think, at seven, even straight on man rushes. And it's okay. They got a three on two. That it will be considered a non man rush in a situation oh, that, that is a failed cross ice pass that resulted in no shot, right? And no shot. That's what yeah. it is. It's like three on two. But, but are you coming in three on two and then within 15 feet of the blue line? You're caught up. You're caught from behind. You're caught because Boston has now got five bodies in the way. Like there was so many of those instances where you're like, oh, it looks like they may jump forward, but nothing happens. And, 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 and you know, you don't have to, to watch every single minute of every single game to see what playing fast looks like. Just mm-hmm. like look at, at Boston transition, boom, they go up the ice. It's one quick pass to pass an act. It's in the back of the net. It wasn't, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to, you know, look for another option. It's do what you're good at. And Boston does that very well. And Buffalo right now has got this identity crisis. Now I can say it's an identity crisis because they have steered so far from that identity that it doesn't look like themselves. It'd be easier if it was an identity theft because you just call a 1-800 number and get a new card and move on. But I don't think it's going to be that easy. No, it's not going to be that easy. And that is our question right now on Sabres Live on social media. It's, you know, Sabres could try to replace Tage Thompson's production in the lineup with blank. And if everybody was going and if the team was rolling and you lose Tage, it's like, okay, well, you know, we'll put Casey Middlestat there or we'll put Dylan Cousins there and we'll just call somebody up. Mm -hmm. Right now, my answer blank is is almost not able to answer because there's there's not a, a group that is that is pushing to say hey you could you could put Wayne Gretzky in his A day in that position right now is that going to make the rest of the team find their speed and find their pace and find their go I don't think it does it's everybody else that's got to find that well, you were begging Rob Ray in the pregame show last night to play a hundred more so we could get to a thousand. So maybe that's your answer. Yeah, um, definitely not uh, pace and speed and quickness and go if we bring Rob Ray onto the ice at this moment. But you're, it, it, that's really what it comes down to. And we got some great response. A lot of them are centered around Cousins and Middlestat saying, okay, well, somebody's going to have to play that top line center. And, you know, is is that going to be middle stat with Skinner? And, well, we'd like to see Tuck there, but he's not at practice today. It's still big question mark for Friday night and, and Sunday and whatnot. So we don't know if that's going to be there. Is it Dylan Cousins who's going to be put in a position to say, hey, okay, you've been playing on the wing a little bit lately. Now you got to move to the middle and you're going to have to play a bigger role. He doesn't look 100% himself right now, so that's hard to do. Uh, so those are some of the answers. A lot of answers is bring up Yuri Kulik. 
right? And say, hey, let's play the the the, the kid, the kid that's performing so well in Rochester. Um, but even if you bring him up, who else is gonna support that? Who else is gonna play at that that production and and identity that the Sabres have had? One guy won't change that. So that's the big issue. Byro, of course, was sent down this week. They still have Quinn, uh, Benson, Tuck, and Comrie among those who are not 100% yet, Quinn being the longest ways off. And um, Tage Thompson's news is the biggest story from last night. And it's a significant injury, uh, presumably to his left hand, based on where the shot that he blocked ended up making an impact on him. And... um, there was a lot of frustration in that uh, individual in that moment on the heels of a previous moment that felled him with a lower body injury in the first period. So uh, all around, uh, just an unpleasant experience for the blue and gold and um, and those in that room, especially. No, and when we saw Tage leave the ice, you you knew right away that there was something wrong, right? He slammed his sick uh, with his right hand on the board and went right down the tunnel. In the first period, when he got the tripping from Charlie McAvoy, that should have been a penalty, um, you know, it, he left and it was very roaresome uh, because we didn't know what was wrong. He just sat there in, 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 in confusion. What is happening to me? Um, they said it was a cut and it, you know, obviously when you look at the replay, you could see that McAvoy skate and the blade comes right on top of Tage Thompson's left skate. So was that a cut that, you know, to the top of the foot, to the ankle area, whatnot, he's good enough to come back. Um, he wasn't, he didn't look a hundred percent, but knowing Tage, he, he was going to battle. He was going to go in and say, I'm going to battle. And that's why. He was out there killing a penalty at four nothing, because you're gonna take shots that you're on the penalty kill or not. You're gonna block shots that are gonna hurt. You're gonna block shots that are gonna be fine. Um, so Tage is out there doing his job, and he took that one right inside the left hand. And yeah, I've seen it happen so many times. Um, you know, I, I remember in New York we lost Rand Callahan for a while because he blocked a shot the same way, and a significant time. Who knows what that means? Is it eight weeks? Is it 12 weeks? Is it six? Significant time at this moment um, is not having Tage for, you know, the next few weeks is going to be tough. Yeah. And as you were saying, um, it's it's made more difficult because not everybody else is flying offensively right now. And when you talked about, you know, the lack of pace and a pass and then hesitation and a pass and then hesitation. Um, where do you see this um, fault or flaw uh, in its roots? Like, is it is it in their own zone? Is it being lost in the neutral zone? Like, where where is this problem stemming from, in your opinion? Well, it, the lack of offense is stemming from the transition and the attack, right? The attack mentality, getting the puck and putting it on that quick, like Victor Olofsson's second goal. And for that matter, both goals are a perfect example of when you move the puck quickly and you get it towards the net quickly, you're going to get bounces. Victor said after the game, I got a good bounce in the first one. You know what, Victor? Um, Yes, it's a, it's a great bounce, but many players in the NHL get good bounces when the puck moves quickly and 
the other team isn't set to be able to counter that. So you get Owen Power that gets the puck. He takes one stride and shoots it. He didn't take two, three strides. He didn't go to the outside. He got to the middle, got it on net, missed the net, comes back to Victor. Second goal, Victor scored. He's like around the net. And then he's like, oh, I got to back out of here. And he backed out towards the slot area. And even though he got the puck on the wrong side of him, he had to spin around to be able to shoot it. He didn't spin around and look to give it to the defense and go D to D and go down to the corner and try to make a perfectly the stop. He took, he, he spun around and shot it. He played quick. And so for me, the quickness to create offense is obviously more into transition in the offensive zone. Now there's also a quickness that is not there right now in the defensive zone. And when you get the puck, right? Are you moving it up? And and for me, there's two reasons for that. One, I feel like the forwards are too far up the ice. It's almost like they're like, we got to play quick, so we're going to go. But you're so far up the ice that that passing is, lane is not open. Mm-hmm. And two is often the D get the puck and they slow things down. And instead of getting the forward, you know, 25 feet away from you because you slowed things down and you came back behind your net. Now the forward is 80 feet from you because you didn't make the play when it was there. So I think it's all over the ice at this moment where the, uh, the lack of pace and the lack of speed is in two different ways. One is limiting your offense and one is actually um, limiting your, your exiting the, the zone. Right. It's counterproductive at both ends. It's um, very much so. Yeah. So it also means that adding Patrick Kane, adding Yuri Kulik, adding Isaac Rosean, uh, these are these are not one stroke of the pen wonders that are going to make a difference, presumably, if the group is this challenged and or inconsistent, shall we say. Yeah, because I mean I, I passed to Joe here as a great like response to our Twitter question and it's basically said, you know, bring up Kulik and Rosen to play together because they play together in Rochester. So you're not just bringing one. And that may actually be the way to say, Hey, we're not going to replace one with one. Like you're not going to replace stage Thompson just by bringing Yuri Kulik. But if you were to say, let's bring up a couple together and play them together and say, do exactly what you've been doing but try to do it at the NHL level, which is a hundred times harder. Mm-hmm. So and you can't expect them to come in and all of a sudden have this huge impact, but it may alleviate some of the one has to replace another, right? It may actually fit in more into the, well, you have 12 forwards and any given nights right now, you have one or two that are playing with good pace, um, but there's 10 or 11 that are not. So if you were to bring two, well, maybe you get four or five right now that would play with good pace, which is a step forward. And then maybe that translates to six and seven. Maybe that goes to 10 and 12, right? That may be the, the, the way to look at it. But I mean, you'd still have rosters and you still have players and you don't have, you know, you can't put everybody on waivers. You, you still have rules you got to abide with. So, um, if Benson is going to return yeah, and Benson's if Tuck, close, Tuck's close. I mean, so and Comrie's guys, close. So that's three guys that will be activated. I'm sorry. Who was the last one? Comrie. Oh, Comrie is going to make the, the trip. Forwards, though. Yeah. But I'm just saying like it affects roster flexibility. If you have mm-hmm. three players that all of a sudden are going to be 
on your roster and playing well, games. Tuck's on the roster now. So yes. So yeah. that's Benson and Comrie that would be coming up uh, from IR. Um, that limits the amount of players or call-ups that you probably could put in because you have roster restrictions. Yeah. Well, um, you know, obviously when I mentioned Byro uh, went down after he got back to full health, uh, based on the fact that they like him, he could promptly be recalled and uh, put into this equation. Rusek didn't play an awful lot, only three shifts in the third period last mm-hmm. night. So maybe if they are looking at different individuals, then it, maybe it's possible to likely perhaps that that Rusek would go back down and they would bring up someone um you know from the top line if you will like a, a Kulik or a Roseanne but I honestly I, I think they'd prefer to just get Benson and Tuck back in there right now with the existing healthy group but of course at practice today not only was Tuck absent but uh Greenway Krebs and Yoki Haru were not on the ice as well so uh, Tuck is a big piece. Tuck is a huge piece to me because you've seen now three games. So that was Friday, Saturday, and last night. Mm-hmm. Friday was a, a win that Devin Levi played incredibly well in yep. uh, Minnesota. To me, they played with more pace uh, mm-hmm. than Buffalo, but Buffalo was able to get the win. Saturday was not good in Pittsburgh. First. They they scored first and they got goaltending, right? That, that was big. Um, you know, getting goaltending is is the 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 what do you call it the um, the neutralizer in this whole thing, right? Like, I mean, Washington is seven one and one. They had no business winning last night. It's a one nothing game, right? With Vegas, Vegas had breakaways and two on ones. Charlie Lindgren played out of his mind. Washington wins. I know your guy catches right hand. Love it. That was Sorry, two right handed catcher yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. One looked like a street hockey goalie and one looked like a real goalie. And Logan Thompson looked like a street hockey goalie a couple of times in the game, but whatever. Like, hey, the, did you notice goal- how bad, uh, speaking of bad looks, uh, you happen to walk by the Bruins uh, room in the morning? Yes. You see some of their game day attire? No. I was convinced they were the Golden Knights. Oh, it, it looks it, very it much resembled like Vegas. nothing that the Bruins have ever worn. Oh, okay. Like, well, and I'm like, what's going on here? Somebody got to get their color schemes right. Oh. Well, only sometimes you, I know, and they've been around for a long time, so you would think they'd yeah. figure that yeah, out. Yeah, like but, it wasn't hundredth, it wasn't hundredth anniversary celebration yeah. colors. Like different it was colors and different colors. look. Yeah. Well, uh, who knows what that you know ordering? Obviously Maybe it, it came up wrong, and they're like, bar. "My apologies." No, that's all right. Uh, I'm but, here to be. Uh, but I'm know. just saying, goaltending is the great neutralizer sometimes. So you know, you snuck out a win against Minnesota. Levi played extremely well, but in Saturday at Pittsburgh and last night, you're really missing Alex Tuck. And yeah, Alex Tuck is 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 a big man that skates well, that plays with pace, that counters and transition and all of it but yeah as much as i say one person can't change everything it can definitely help if you're that player and if alex duck is to come back at some point hopefully it's sooner rather than later uh it will help because without him they've really lost a step yeah and i don't think skinner has been uh, as effective either no honestly and and alex knows how to play with jeff skinner he yeah. knows how to where he is. He knows how to get him to puck. Like we haven't seen Jeff in the last three games Two. really getting he had a goal and an assist in the other one. Yeah, but I haven't Minnesota. seen him 
getting the puck in over the blue line, go around the D, puck in the corner. Like, you know, I haven't seen him getting the puck and, and entering the zone like he usually does in three games. And a big part of that is is how Tuck can find him and, and give him that options to, to play his game. Well, I'm sure many, if not most, who are tuning in today would be surprised that uh, it's taken 18 minutes for you to focus on the goaltending because there yeah. was a goaltending change last night. Um, but all apologies, uh, the loss and Tage Thompson's injury were the biggest stories of the night. Um, how? I mean, what's it like for Devin Levi? Um, you win, you don't get the next game, you wait. And then your next game doesn't resemble the previous game at all. Well, I, consistency is going to be obviously something that he'll have to work on. Uh, not consistency just within game to game, but in his play. I felt like he was so under control Friday and did not chase the game, did not slide too far out. Like, okay, there was a couple moments, but I think that's going to, that's part of his skill set and he's got to adjust to it. Uh, yesterday, it was. He was all over the place. And and look, it comes with sometimes wanting to do too much, being playing against Boston, and they're coming on a three-on-two. Boom, pass and in the back of the net. There's another three-on-one after Allmark made the poke check. Um, and he was he 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 looked like lost. He looked like he was chasing. Even on some of the saves that he made, he looked like, okay, am I am I doing the right thing? When the Sabres gave up the fourth goal early in the second period, I thought that may be the time to pull Devin Levi. Now, you know, you look at it and you say, let's give him another little bit. Let's let's see what you can get. And he did make a really big save on JVR. James Van Reeves, like later in the in the game, uh, Sabres ended up on the power plate and there was a penalty kill. Um, and then at five nothing, I thought, OK, well. That's going to be the end of the night. There's seven and a half minutes left in the in the game. There's probably a minute and a half before the next commercial break. I, looking at it, and with my experience in the game, I would think that Don Granado was looking to make a goalie change and was probably going to wait until the commercial break because the building was angry. It was five nothing. If you pull Levi, you know, everybody sees it. It's, and I'm not saying you want to protect your players, but I thought he was like, okay, it's five, nothing. Let's wait for the commercial break. Let's give UPL a chance to get in, get stretched out, skate around a little bit. There's going to be a commercial break. Now they scored to make it five, one. And the building is in a different, you know, place. And at that moment, I was watching the replay again. Like UPL is about to give the handshake to the players, you know, that are going to come by the bench. And then he, he looks over and then he goes down the tunnel, grabs his mask and goes on the ice. Mm-hmm. I think Don just felt like there was an opportunity to just maybe protect Levi a little bit, get him out while nobody was really focusing on that and put UPL in. And at the same time, there was going to be a commercial break coming up. UPL was going to get to skate around and, and fill the game. So um, I think that's what the, dis- I don't know. I, I didn't talk to Don and I'm just using my experience on it. I think that's probably was the, the, the thinking was with that, that pull after the Sabres had scored a goal. So uh, with Comrie uh, expected to go on the trip here coming up, what is your expectation for goalie usage slash rotation? Well, I mean, 
expectations uh i've been known over the last two seasons now this year and last year to always guess the wrong starting goalie um would i like to see three different goalies getting wins consecutively on this road trip absolutely i, I would like to see it i think you got to get Comrie back in the net whenever he's healthy um it could be winnipeg right he played with the jets um maybe that's uh gives him a boost to go back into winnipeg and play against the jets Maybe it's later in the week. You give him a few more practice day, but he's been on the ice quite a bit. As soon as Eric Comrie is healthy, for me, he goes in. If he's, you know, clear to play and you're making the roster movement to get him off the injured reserve, I think he plays that very first game. Is that going to be Friday against Winnipeg? Don't know if he'll be, you know, that roster move will be made by then. But as soon as he's ready to go, you put him in. Um, if it's not Friday, then Lukanen goes Friday, and then we figure out next week when it comes. Kyle Connor is tied for the league goal scoring lead, the least talked about great goal scorer in the NHL the past seven years. He leads the NHL with four game winners, and he is flying on a Winnipeg team that yeah. uh, uh, was expected to have an interesting, if not even more challenging, offseason than they did. Uh, they've made some moves. They didn't make as many as some thought. And then they made some signings, which probably surprised a few people, but they seem to be in a really good place despite some uh, difficult times personally for uh, head coach Rick Bonus, you know, who had stepped away and with Scott O'Neill, you know, running things there. Um, and even without sensational Connor Hellebuck numbers, they're yeah. doing pretty well. No, they're doing well. Look, Cal Connor, last year, it took him 25 or 30 games almost to get to 10 goals. Uh, he got to 10 goals in 14 games this year, and now he's got seven goals in his last four. Like, that's to me, is is he, look, he's a great goal scorer, but he doesn't, he's not big. He's not overly strong. He doesn't outmuscle you. He's just got a great knack for the net. He's got a great shot. Uh, and finds that that quiet area, something that we we've we've been talking about when you look at the Sabres. Like Victor found that quiet area in the slot yesterday on the second goal. But mm -hmm. how many times have we now seen players getting a great opportunity from the slot, right? On a passing play, you get the puck, boom, you're in the slot, you get a good shot. Very few times. We're not seeing it. And I always say, like youth hockey is always like if we can't score, let's get the puck to the point with a shot on net and create chaos, right? We heard many coaches, even in Buffalo, over the last little while here say, we got to create chaos at the net. I say that's when you're out of ideas. That's when you're out of creativity as to how to create offense. You're like, oh, let's just throw things at the net and see what happens. But the good teams, they find transition. They find power play options. They find five-on-five -five options in the offensive zone. That's what the Sabres found all last year. Like, they, they weren't a team that created offense by just throwing pucks to the net from the blue line and hope it went off somebody's, you know, pants and in. It was, we're going to hang on to puck. We're going to find plays. We're going to have seen plays. Right now, you're not finding that in Buffalo. Winnipeg. Cal Connor, you look at all his goals the last few games, that's what they're finding. That's why their offense is, is clicking right now. All right, big morning tomorrow. We will uh, hopefully not be braving uh, harsh elements. I suspect, have you looked at the forecast, Marty? 
I have not looked at the forecast. Okay, you look I up thought... at the forecast while I read the note here. And the note for is it. a strong reminder. In fact, a massive encouragement from us for you to get in your car, buy some turkeys, and then hand them off to us. It's called Turkeys for Tickets. It's the annual drive with Odyssey, with Wegmans, with the Sabres. It starts at 7 a.m. tomorrow. And it will take place at the Key Bank Center surface lot. You can enter off Baltimore Street via Perry Street. Or you can go to the Wegmans in Amherst on 675 Alberta Drive. Or, I think it's the most popular one, the Wegmans in West Seneca at 370 Orchard Park Road. And, of course, for every 20-pound turkey dropped off, or the equivalent of a 20-pound turkey, which we will not revisit from our discussion yesterday, uh, that 20-pound turkey is good for two tickets to an upcoming Sabres home game and the vouchers will be distributed by volunteers at the drop-off site to benefit Buffalo City Mission and Feedmore Western New York. Weatherman Marty, what do you have for us? Okay, first of all, um, you and I and uh, Pat Coletta will be at the Wegmans in West Seneca, I believe. Um, I talked to Pat Coletta yesterday. My word of advice is dress warm because it's early in the morning. The sun's not up yet, and it's cold. Now, my weather app right now is telling me that it will be 42 degrees at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning with clear skies nice. and that by, you know, eight o'clock, it will go up to 44 and by nine will be up to 48. So the, oh. the sun will be up and warming things up. It will be actually 60 tomorrow during the day. How about the wind, though? No, the wind is like eight. Uh, no, five, six miles an hour, like a light wind. It's not 10, 12 miles an hour. So I think we we're going to have a great morning mm -hmm. uh, collecting turkeys People, turn the heat on in your car a little bit more when you get to the line because we reach into your car to get the turkey. Would you put your window down and the heat comes out? It's always nice to get like a little warmth from the cars that come through. Don't put the turkeys by those heat vents. Keep them chilled and we'll take them from you and hand off vouchers for tickets. One half of Dan and Razor coming up next on Sabres Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.